0: Hey guys, I hope you're doing great today and I can't wait to bring you the show. But before I do, I just want to make a quick request. If you're listening to the show and you're getting good value and you're enjoying the content and you feel that it's valuable, if you could just take a second and go and give me a rating and review in whatever platform you listen, whether it be Apple or Google or uh, Spotify, whatever it is, just go and give me a rating and review. That would be very appreciated. All right, guys, let's dive in. Oh, it's easy. You ready? Everybody listen. If you've just gotten your first deal, your second deal, what do you do to celebrate? Go get your third deal. You're listening to the Just Start Real Estate Podcast. If you're serious about your real estate investing business and need real answers, you are in the right place. And now, your host, Mike Simmons. All right. Thank you for joining me on Just Our Real Estate. I appreciate you being here, guys. I have another great Q&A. These things are so much fun. And uh, you guys are seeming to love them because I can tell these Thursday episodes where we replay our live Q&A from Wednesday is uh is getting tons of downloads. You guys are loving this and I'm glad because I think it's really really valuable, super actionable. It's timely, right? It's people asking questions about their business right now and I'm I'm giving them advice that you can take as yourself as the listener and utilize it yourself right now, right? So it's like super quick to to execution on a lot of this stuff, which makes it really, really helpful. So I'm glad you guys are voting with your downloads and voting with your listens because I'm hearing you loud and clear. And uh, I think you're loving these. So this was another fun one. We've had uh, some great live interaction and participation in these lately. And uh, that helps make them so much more fun and exciting for me too. And I think that comes through. So uh, we had a good one this time. We talked about how to meet people in your market when you're just new and you're starting out. um, How to find... Uh, how to fund properties without using your own money? Once you've exhausted your own funds and like conventional financing, what do you do next? Which list providers are great to use? Uh, remote wholesaling and estimating repairs and boots on the ground. And how do you handle that? And uh, also, what to do with a seller who just wants too much for their home? Like you're talking to them. Good rapport, they like you, they want to sell to you, but they just want too much. What do you do about that? And then finally, how to celebrate wins, right? We all tend to be so driven and I'm guilty of this. So I do something in my business, I close a deal, and I just don't celebrate. I just move on to the next one, right? And so a little conversation about how to celebrate wins and what what that might look like. So this was a fun one, guys. I hope you enjoy it. I give you my latest Facebook QA replay. All right, here we are, guys. I am live. Just getting set up here as usual. Let's rock and roll here. All right, guys, thanks. I appreciate you being uh, back here on Wednesday. This is uh, February 2nd, and uh, it is 7 o'clock. Eastern time. It's technically 7.01. I'm one minute late. I got a little distracted right before this and then uh, had some things go wrong. So, you know, that's how it works. Sometimes uh, it's been a busy day for me here today. I am in Michigan. It snowed at my, uh, where I'm located. It was about eight to 10 inches and I was out snow blowing, and uh, just got a little behind, but that's just the way it works, right? I'm not in sunny, sunny California, sunny Florida, or sunny, anyplace else. I'm in very cold, uh, 10 inches of snow, Michigan right now. And uh, I just deal with those things. Uh, but again, thanks for coming back. I appreciate it. We're here every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I'm here for you to answer your questions um, and and make sure that uh, you know your real estate questions are being answered. You can join. I have a program called Seven Figure Flip. I'm sorry. It's called Seven Figure Investor. Uh, and that's the word seven. So if you go to the word seven, sevenfigureinvestor.com, uh, you can see the program that I put together for you. And it's intensive and it's it's thorough. And it's, it's designed to take your business from where you are now and uh, help you achieve seven figures within 12 months. And it can be done. It definitely can be done. And it really depends on where you are in your business. Um, If you've never flipped a house, you've never wholesaled anything, you don't have any rentals, like you've just never done a real estate transaction in your life, you're totally green. um, That one may not be, this one may not be for you. But if you have flipped a house, you have wholesale some houses, you do have some rentals, or you have a little bit of a start, you've moved forward, you've gotten some momentum, you've learned some things, you've done a few deals, or maybe a lot of deals, and you just want to really dial it in. You want to understand how to structure your company, how to build your team, how to compensate. Who do you need on your team for success? And what numbers do you track? All these things. Where do I find money? All the things that you need to really scale up and be profitable. That's what this program is for. It's not for someone who rolled out of bed yesterday and decided they might want to do real estate. They really don't know. They don't know anything. Like that's it's probably not the right, the right area for you can be overwhelmed. We're gonna maybe crush you under the weight of all the information. But if you have a little experience, like I said, this is the program for you. This is helps you turn your little side hustle into a business, a thriving business, a predictable business, a business that most importantly can get to seven figures without you you know, going crazy and working a million hours. Because that's not the goal for anybody. It should not be the goal for anybody, unless you just literally would rather be working than doing anything else. Fine. You can do that. That's easy, right? To, to work your butt off and make a lot of money. But to do it By building a team, putting people around you that are smarter than you, understanding how to motivate them, understanding how to find them, knowing how to find great deals, knowing how to negotiate great deals, and then finding the funding and building your team and tracking your numbers. All those things to build an actual company, a business that's successful and profitable above all, right? That's what we're doing. And and so I come here on Wednesdays, getting back to what we're doing now. But if you go to sevenfigureinvestor.com, you can check that out, sign up. I'd love to have you sign up. We're getting started soon. Um, But I'm here on Wednesdays to answer your questions. So if you have specific questions, things that you wanna know in your business, things that you're struggling with, I'm here for you. There's nothing to buy. There's no obligation. You just show up. You ask me questions. I'm going to be here for an hour to 45 minutes and we'll get as many answered as possible. People send me questions throughout the week. And that's where I come up with a lot of these questions. But if you hop on live here with me today or any other Wednesday, you can just ask questions as you want and as long as you want, and we'll keep the conversation going. And I don't always get to the questions that are sent to me during the week. I prioritize questions that I get live. So if you're here live, I'm going to prioritize you. Okay. Let's dive in. All right. Sorry about that. I had to take a a, a water break. All right. First question. I'm a new investor looking to place roots down in the San uh, uh, Bernardino County. Okay. My goal is to get my first property by four to six months from now. I'm a little shy, but I want to get to know people who are in this market as well. I'm working on building my main team, property manager and contractor. So I'm always happy to listen to recommendation. All right. So this person wants to get their first property. They're trying to build a team which consists of property managers and contractors. So I'm going to assume that this person wants to build a rental portfolio. So... Honestly, I'm not, I'm, I'm probably, I'm shy too. Like I, I would consider myself shy. I'm an introvert. And so it's tough for me too, but here's what I can tell you, especially when you're new and you really just need to understand the lay of the land and make contacts and find out who's who and what's what you really need to go to meetups. You need to meet up with people in person. I know it's can be painful, but I swear every time I, I go out and do something like that and go to a meetup or go to a RIA or go meet people. I'm always happy that I did it. Always, you know, something always good comes out of it. So you really should do that. But in this day and age with all of the, Digital hangouts and things like that, you can definitely meet people online. Um, you can meet people on, on Facebook, right? Facebook groups and things are a great way to meet people. Um, websites like Bigger Pockets, you can reach out and have conversations one on one with people. Um, but to really understand and get the lay of the land, and and you know to get to know people like you said if you want to get to know people who are in your market you need to get out in your market so go to these rias I'm, I'm sure in your area there's tons of rias people meeting talking about real estate as you grow and start building your company and building your team and doing more and more deals what i typically find are these like open rias that are kind of open to the public Tend to be less useful the the farther along you go and the more you know your business grows and you get to know the people like they become a little less um, beneficial because a lot of people who go there are new and they're just looking for help they're looking for people to tell them things and show them things and give them all the you know, tips and tools. And that's fine. It's great. But there's also people who show up who are more experienced and they truly just want to help. And so they show up knowing that they're going to be asked for help and, and they do that. And, but at those meetups, a lot of times there's people who have money, you know, private investors and, and hard money lenders and things like that. So you have to go out and meet people. And it's not my favorite thing to do either. I'll be totally honest. Like I've, I've been on stage with a thousand people I've been, I say just more than a thousand people and, and that's fine. And I can do this, right? This is like one-on-one or like I can talk to small groups, but going to like meetups where there's 50 people, it's hard for me. And I, I assume it's hard for you to shy. So, but you know, I don't always feel like brushing my teeth, but you do it because you just need to do it whether you like it or not. So I say, go and just, you know, tough it out and do your best, make a goal to meet a certain amount of people, like make a game out of it Just say, I'm going to meet, five people, right? The first time, just five. I'm going to meet five people, no matter what, I'm going to walk up, I'm going to shake their hand and say, you know, my name is Mike and I'm a a wholesaler and I'm looking for um, flippers and landlords that I can connect with that are looking to buy properties. And, you know, I just start off just telling them who you are and what you do, but you have to do that. Get out in the community and do it because if you want to get your first property four to six months from now, it's a really good idea to meet these people and specifically like realtor friendly, I'm sorry, investor friendly realtors and wholesalers, because they're a great, great source of leads, specifically wholesalers. I would find the wholesalers to your market, shake their hand, get to know them, tell them who you are, tell them what you want and get on their list and start that relationship because wholesalers can absolutely help you find your first property for six months to find one property you should definitely be able to do that. Just go out and start making friends with these wholesalers and talking to them and tell them what you're looking for. So I I guess that's really it. It, It's, you know, it's pretty simple advice and I, but I feel for you, I'm in the same boat. I feel the same way about, you know, um, networking and things like that. It's not my favorite, but I did it in the beginning. I did it. And I met a lot of people that helped me get from where I was to the next step. And then there's other things you have to do to get from the next step to the next step, right? From, where you are now to the next one, you know, there's people that are going to come into your life, but the people that came into my life three or four years down the road were the right people at that time. And the people I met at the very beginning were the right people at that time. So get out there and meet the people you need to meet now. And eventually you'll start, you know, upping your game. You'll start getting in, in rooms with people that are even more successful, more successful. And that's really what I did. Honestly, that's, that's the, you know, the essence of what I did to get to where I am. So you got to do it, man. All right. Next question. We are currently on the hunt for our next long-term rental investment property. We have discussed exploring the option of hard money or private money lending as all the other properties we have used our own capital and conventional loans. That's nothing wrong with that. We think having hard money or private money lending available where we can offer cash will give us more flexibility when we make offers. It absolutely will. Now the question, where do we start? So I think you're 100% right. If you've maxed out what you can do with commercial loans or conventional loans, um, then that's great because those are great. As long as you can get them, you should keep getting them because the interest rate is going to be better than anything probably. But when it comes to long-term scaling up, where do you find money it's not probably going to be the banks and credit unions you're going to be using hard money private money i think the way i would look at it if i were you is if you need money right now you're going to you're going to probably need to go to a hard money lender because hard money lenders are quick they're easy you know they're available right now they don't require you to create this long relationship with them it's sort of the it's the light switch approach right you need to turn on the lights go to a hard money lender, get the money now, have it within 10 to 14 days. And you're right, you're off and running. It's very fast and very efficient. It's expensive. Hard money lenders um, are going to be, for the most part, between 10 and 14%. Some of them uh, advertise that they'll do it for less than 10%. But then when you add up all their fees and junk fees and application fees and processing fees and all these other crappy fees they have, you know, they're next, you know, they're at 10, 12%. So um, they're going to end up being in the 12 to 14% range when it's all said and done. But, you send them a deal. They'll look at it. They'll know within usually a couple of days if they're going to fund it. And then they'll send you the money. I mean, they'll send the title company the money. It's it's pretty easy, really. And they don't care necessarily or usually they don't care about credit. They don't care about your experience. They just care about the deal. If you bring them a house that you're buying, you have it under contract for $50,000 and it will sell for $200,000 and it only needs $25,000 worth of work, any hard company lender in the world is going to fund that deal It's just because it's just a good deal. So that's what they care about the most. But if you come to them with a deal where you have it under contract for 100 and the ARV is 125 and it needs $20,000 worth of work, there's no hard money lender on earth that's gonna fund that deal. I don't care if you have an 800 credit score and you and this is your 500th flip, they're not gonna fund it, right? So they usually care more about the asset. They care about the deal that you put in front of them more than they care about you which is good if, if you need money now. Now, long term, right, once you've exhausted conventional loans and you you've used hard money but it's you know it's expensive and you want to find a better option. Plus hard money usually will not fund the entire thing. Most hard money lending companies now, the competitive ones, are funding 80 to 90% of the purchase. And a lot of times they'll even fund 100% of the rehab or close to 100%, but you're still going to have to have some money out of pocket for this deal, or you're going to have to get gap funding. But a private lender, they you can negotiate with them oftentimes, and you should all the time, negotiate 100% of the purchase, 100% of the rehab. The problem, or not the problem, but the challenge, the difference between hard money and private money is... Private money implies that it's an individual, high net worth individual, somebody who just has a lot of money. They've got a 401k maybe or some IRA or something where they can lend out of, or maybe they're retired and they have a lot of money to bank, whatever it is, but it's an individual. It's not a company. And that individual is not going to loan you money unless they feel comfortable with you and they like you and they trust you and they know you. And so that's not the light switch approach, right? You can't just flick a light switch on and get private money all, all overnight. It's a relationship. You have to get to know people. You have to create a relationship where there's trust and belief. But once you do that, that is should be how you fund all or most of your deals. Because typically, private money is a lot cheaper than hard money. Like I said, hard money is going to be in that 10 to 14% range. Private money a lot of times is... Well, first of all, it is whatever the person and the, the lender and you agree upon. If you agree upon five percent and they're happy with it and you're happy with it, then it's five percent. If if they need seven percent and you're okay with seven percent because you've been spending 12 with hard money and they'll do it for seven, then do it for seven, right? But you're if, if they can't do it for less than 10, you you might as well just use hard money because you know, hard money is just it's easy, it's readily available. The only advantage at that point, if if the interest rates the same between private and hard money, is that private money maybe you can get that hundred percent financing option, right? Um, But you should be able to negotiate private money down below ten percent because most normal average people, if their money's in the stock market or in some sort of a mutual fund or whatever CD or something like, they're getting somewhere between like one percent and. Five percent, like that's usually the range of the average person what they're making on their money. Maybe six percent, maybe, right? So if you can give them seven or eight, like that's good. That's really good for them. So anyway, that that's that's what I would suggest to you is use hard money right now if you're trying to find a deal now. Line yourself up with hard money. Hard money lenders. Um, there's there's a couple that I would recommend. Lending Home is really good. Anchor Loans is really good. I have dealings with both of them in the past. Um, you could try them. I'm doing some hard money lending, but I'm only really doing it for people that are in my program or in the seven figure flipping program. So, um, that may not be an option, but anchor loans lending home. Very good. They should work with you just fine. So I would go to them, but start working on the private money side, because that's a long-term play but it's better and it's more scalable. It's just that private money is, is, the, is the holy grail right? of lending. That's what you want is private money. So um, go after that first, I would say. Okay, next question. Uh, this is a live one from Mike Aziz. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Uh, okay, thank you for the great information. What list providers have you used that provide the best results? I've always used um, and like list source. Yeah, listsource.com. I use them. Um, most investors that I know use them. I know you can get um, lists from like PropStream and stuff, and I, their lists I've heard are pretty good too. But they have a limit. They I think they cap you out at like ten thousand or something. And depending on the size of your business, ten thousand may not be enough. And and I would I would really like say for most people, ten thousand is not enough. You need more than that. So um, I don't think. I don't think PropStream is better than ListSource necessarily. So, I personally like ListSource. I'm comfortable with them. I've used them for years. I like their filters. Um, they're just they're just good. So, I I would go with ListSource. That's just my opinion. There's a lot of list brokers out there, but I don't know. I'm hesitant to use a lot of them. I know ListSource is legit, and they they they're a big company, and a lot of investors use them, and generally very happy with them. So, that's what I would do, uh, Mike. If that helps, hopefully. Okay. Uh, let's see. Next question looks like a live question too from one. I am starting my wholesaling business and working a remote market three hours away from where I live. So I need boots on the ground, probably a local realtor, question mark, for taking pictures and getting contracts signed. What is a good monetary arrangement to offer them? Any alternative tips for my situation? Thank you in advance for your help. Um, I don't know that you need a realtor. I've been running a wholesaling business forever. And while I am running it in my local market during the pandemic, it it became basically a virtual business because we couldn't go to people's houses. So even if the house was, you know, 30 minutes away, it might as well have been, you know, like 30 hours because we couldn't go to their house. Like everything had to be virtual. So I would say um, boots on the ground. If you have to have someone go out there Having a realtor do it is fine. But to me, um, I would say with a realtor, you, what a, a good solution that you could have with them is a couple of things. You could offer to make the introduction to whoever buys the property from you, whatever buyer, whatever flipper um, buys the property from you is make an email introduction to that realtor so that they have the option to try to get that work. A lot of times the flipper is going to have their own realtor though, so they're not going to really want them. But what you could do and what I think is a great um, value to a realtor is your leads that are not good for you. Okay. So a wholesaler for anyone who doesn't know and want, I'm sure you know this if you're a wholesaler. um, Oh, you're starting your business. Maybe you don't know this. This might be a shocker for you, but I'll just tell you right now. Let's just say you're doing direct mail and you send out, you know, Ten thousand postcards, and you get—I don't know—a hundred calls. Okay, let's just say, for the sake of argument, you get a hundred calls out of ten thousand cards. That's not a lot, but of those hundred calls, probably, maybe, maybe thirty or forty of them will be someone who actually has a house that they could sell. Which means sixty or seventy of them are people who either can't sell to you they want retail there's something else where they called you because they want to sell their house maybe but you're never going to buy from them because whatever most people who call off of mailings and things like that the majority of them are like retail they they need retail because they're underwater or they just have time and they're not super motivated, but they want to sell their house, but they don't have to sell their house. Well, if someone doesn't have to sell their house, it's difficult as a wholesaler to buy that house. But for a realtor, that's a great prospect because that's somebody who's in who's going to be selling their house now or in the near future, probably. And they need to sell it for retail. And so I would tell the realtor, listen, I'm going to need you occasionally to go and take pictures of a house for me. But as far as like signing documents, you can use DocuSign for that or some other um, some other electronic signature service. But DocuSign is great, right? So have contracts signed through DocuSign. But a realtor can go and take pictures, and they're going to be good because they know what to look for in a house, right? And so you talk to this realtor and say, I'm, "I might need you to take some pictures." But here's the deal: I'm going to pass along all of the all of the leads that I get that I can't do anything with, and they're because they're retail. They're a retail like a listing more than they are someone who's going to buy from me or sell to me. I'm sorry. So I'll give you all those listings. If you will agree, I don't know, pick a number that makes sense, right? Maybe three, you're new. You're a new realtor or a new wholesaler. So yeah, how many deals are you going to do a month that you need pictures of? I don't know, in the beginning, two or three, maybe. So you say, I might two or three times a month have you go take couple dozen pictures for me at a house right and but in exchange i'm going to send you all the leads that i can't do anything with the retail leads will you do that and and by the way when i do sell the house i'll put you i'll make the email introduction to the person who bought the house and maybe you can arrange to work with them and sell the house for them right so that that's what i would do that seems like a fair trade for someone maybe spending 3 hours a month But you're giving them leads for free of people who have raised their hand via calling you. They've raised their hand and said, hey, I want to know more. I want more information, right? We get calls all the time from people who say, yeah, I want to sell my house. Okay, great, how much do you want? Well, I want 200,000. And we look and realize, oh, their house is worth 200,000. Like, well, there's nothing we can do here as a wholesaler. We can't do anything for them, but a realtor can do something for them. And realtors want people who need retail price, right? Like that's their main bread and butter. So it's a good situation. I would offer that up uh, for them taking pictures for you. But as far as signing documents, she's DocuSign. We do it. During the pandemic, we went totally virtual right? We were like in our market, the house could be 10 minutes down the road, totally virtual. We would do everything uh, over the computer, over the phone. And then we would um, we would uh, Zoom with them. If, if they were had that technology ability, we would Zoom with them for the appointment. And then we would send a DocuSign and we would like wait on the Zoom call while they signed the documents. We'd watch them sign the documents and they would, we would talk them through it, right? Because a lot of our um, clients are older. And so it's just, it isn't all like intuitive to them. And so we'd sit on zoom and watch them sign. If they had questions, we could help them. So that's what we did. It's no big deal. Three hours away. I mean, it's virtual technically, but it's close enough that if you absolutely had to get pictures and it was like a killer deal and no one would do it, like you could drive for three hours. It's not ideal. Right. I just drove on Monday for three hours. It wasn't ideal, but I, I needed to do it. There was a house that I needed to get to. So I did it, but um, yeah, that's what I would do with realtors. I think that that would be, would be awesome. Okay. Follow up to Juan's question. I rattled on so long, I probably was maybe missing his point. Let's see, follow up on the previous question. I already got a DocuSign account for a year or so. Perfect. In lieu of boots on the ground, what is the alternative uh, to get a good idea of the cost of repairs to get my MAO, maximum allowable offer? I'd like this better trying to close over the phone. Here's what you can do. Um, If the person has an iPhone, and let's face it, most people have iPhones, you can FaceTime with them and you can, hey, say, walk around your house. Let's let's take a trip around. Show me your house. Let's do this. Alternatively, you can have the seller take pictures and just say you can dictate like I need 10 pictures of the kitchen. I need five pictures of the bathroom. I need three pictures of every bedroom. I need a picture of the hallway. I need a picture of the roof. I need a picture of your windows. I need a picture of your flooring. Um, I need Ten pictures of the outside, right? If you give them a number to hit, they won't just take one picture where you can't see anything. They know I've got 10 pictures or five to take in the kitchen. One, two, three, they almost have to do panorama. Like there's no way to get five pictures in a kitchen without getting everything right. Tell them to make sure they're getting the ceilings in every single room or better yet, do a walkthrough video, like have them videotape it and then upload it and send it to you. Right. So you can have the seller do it. And then You know, my thought and maybe your thought is one. All right. I have the seller do this. What if they strategically just avoid, you know, the room where the roof is leaking, right? They just like go around it, right? That's fine. I mean, eventually someone is going to have to walk in that house before you buy it. Somebody's going to have to, even if it's your buyers, right? Like it's not ideal, but let's just say the seller takes 50, 50 pictures of their house inside and out, and you put it out to your buyer's list and you have buyers who are like, yes, I want this house. You arrange for them to see it. They go there and walk into the, you know, the third bedroom, and they go, dude, inside the closet in the third bedroom, like it's leaking water. I can see it leaking water. Okay, it's not ideal, but you found it, right? Your buyers are going to find it because they're going to go there and look around. And you can tell the buyer, hey, listen, this was a virtual thing for me. I didn't have, I didn't have the ability to go myself. I trusted the seller to take some pictures for me. Thanks for bringing that up. Thanks for catching it. I appreciate that. I'm going to go talk to the seller and see if I can negotiate a lower price. Let's see what we can do. Like you'd have that conversation. You can smooth that out a little bit, but you can have the sell. We've had the seller do it. We've had the seller take pictures. And then eventually we have to go and look, Um, but maybe you do. That's when you send the realtor out after the seller sends you the pictures and you're, you're dialed in, you want it, you're great. You're getting ready to send it to your buyers. That's maybe when you send the realtor out and say, can you go take a look around and see if there's anything that looks really bad that aren't, you know, showing up in these pictures. And that's how you maybe use your realtors, have them be like the last, last step in the, in the whole thing to make sure you're getting all the good pictures. So, um, yeah, and so cost repairs—that's how you do it, right? You look at all these pictures that the sellers take, or maybe the realtor if they're going to go there for you that they take, and then you just estimate from pictures. It's just what you have to do, right, when you're doing um, remote stuff. Now, if you send a, re- a realtor there, they might have a real—the great thing about using realtors in this scenario—and I—I don't, I'm full disclosure, I don't use realtors, but if you use realtors, they're used to selling houses. They know what is when they see something wrong, they know how that will affect the sale. And so they can be really effective walking through a house because a seller may not catch it in a picture, but a realtor might go, all of these windows are wood and they're from the 40s, like, you need to replace these windows because there's a draft coming. Like you can't feel a draft in a picture, right? But the realtor might walk in and say, there's a draft coming through this window in the living room, right? Like literally I can feel the air coming in. So you might want to put window replacement in your budget. So a realtor is good for that. The seller's never going to tell you there's a draft coming through the front window and you're not going to catch it in a video or picture. So um, I think having a realtor do the final walkthrough, like the final sweep before you send it out, it's probably smart. So, I would probably do that if I were you. All right. Uh, let's see here. I'm going to do one one more question if anybody Hey Nick, I see Nick just logged in here. Okay. So we do have one more live one. Let's see if I'm missing anything. Yeah. All right. I'm going to read it. I think I'm going to read it right from very right from Facebook. Uh, All right. Now we got a couple. All right. I'm going to try to answer a couple more really, really quickly here. Uh, Nick. Okay. I'll read it off the screen. Nick. How's it going, Nick? First of all, how you doing, man? Uh, Let's see. How do you talk to seller? How do you talk to seller that wants to pay too much money? Who wants way too much money for their home? Got it. Uh, you tell them you can't pay that much. The house is trash and has stuff everywhere. I talked to him for an hour on the phone, told him numerous times. I can't help him at his price, but he still wants to work with me. (laughs) Any ideas? All right, Nick, here's, here's the tough question for you. What did, what is their motivation? Why do they have to sell? And if you don't know, or if they don't have to sell, they're not motivated. It may not be a great deal. Now, the fact that they want to work with you sounds like they just want you to pay full price. Of course they do. Everybody, everybody, and I could get a lot more deals if I had just paid full price for everything, but we can't as wholesalers or as investors, we can't pay full price. So if he, if he has a house that's trashed and he's refusing to go down in price, then either he doesn't this person this seller doesn't have any motivation to sell they could literally stay in their house forever they don't need to sell for any reason at all or you haven't discovered it you haven't figured out what it is there needs to be something that is forcing them to feel like they have to sell and if you don't have that you're probably not going to be able to do anything with this person like it's great that they want to work with you but they don't want to lower their price to something that makes sense for you and you know listen I, sometimes you start i I, when I was doing sales, I would start off with kindness, right? And not, not that I ever got mean, but I would start off with kindness. Like, oh, it's a great house. Um, tell me more about it. You know, Why do you want to sell? Those kind of things. But if you get to the point where it's like, all right, I'm just not going to get this deal. So now I'm going to be brutally honest with them and say, listen, your house is in bad shape. You have stuff everywhere. This will not sell on the MLS because it's too and it's It's in too bad a shape so i'm gonna I'm here to to help you with this problem. I will buy the house from you, but in this condition, this is what I can pay. And if that's not you know something that you're willing to talk about, if I'm not close enough to a number that makes sense for you, then best of luck, put it on the MLS. But if you put it on the MLS and it doesn't sell because it's in this shape, and you call me in a month or two. My number is going to be lower. I, I promise you, it won't be this number. I promise you, because you will have already proven to me that the house is not worth anywhere near what you think it's worth, and so that's going to make me wonder if my numbers are are good. Maybe it's not worth what I think it's worth, and so I'm going to have to lower my number. I'm going to have to. This is my number today. In two months, I don't know what it'll be, but it'll be a lot lower than this. So. It's fine, and if they're like, no, 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 wait, 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 we can't wait, we can't wait two months, we can't put it on the MLS. Like, okay, good. Now we're having a discussion about motivation. But I try to a point. But when I get to the point in a negotiation where I feel like I'm trying to convince them and they don't want to be convinced, it's over. Right? It's like in a hospital, someone's dying. They flatline. At some point, the doctor has to look, look at the time. They call it, right? Seven thirty-three p.m. Eastern. Patients deceased, all right? Your your deal's gone. They don't need to sell. They won't lower their price. They're not motivated. So motivation's everything, man. So that's what I would say. All right, Kyle, Kyle Schmidt. Hey, Mike, I just closed on my second wholesale deal. Woo, what should I do to celebrate? Oh, it's easy. You ready? Everybody listen, if you've just gotten your first deal, your second deal, what do you do to celebrate? Go get your third deal. That's what I would do to celebrate. You're asking the wrong person. I I rarely celebrate celebrate wins. When I when I get a win, it makes me hungry for the next win. Just does go get your second deal, man. Take that money you made, put it into marketing, and go get your third deal, and then get your fourth deal, and then get your fifth deal. And before you know it, you're doing 10 deals a month. Then you can celebrate, right? Hit find a place where you hit a plateau. Now, in all seriousness, you know, I think for me and my wife when we first started in real estate we were we did it together she does she's not in the business now but when we, when i first started she was she was we were a two person team and when we closed on a deal we'd go out to dinner and just have a nice dinner like a dinner that uh, that we wouldn't normally pay for under normal circumstances but you know we just made $20,000 we closed a deal we were flipping at the time uh we'd go have a have a nice expensive meal right it was our little way of celebrating so i did celebrate i'm kind of being silly but but seriously like what i don't want you to do is say i'm going to go buy a car or i'm going to go buy a boat and you're going to spend all that money you made on some toy because i really want you to put that money back into the business for the most part not all of it take a little bit and celebrate but put the money back in the business that's how i that's literally how i grew my business i would take the profits from the deal put all of it into marketing and then take the profit from the next deal all that into marketing and then i'd have two deals and i'd put both of those profits into marketing and my my trajectory went because I was reinvesting in my company. It went fast. So mm-hmm. that's my suggestion, man. But congrats, seriously, on your second wholesale. That's awesome. It's so cool. I think that's amazing. All right. I think this is where we're going to stop it, guys. We're at 35 minutes. Let's let's stop it here. I know there's a few more questions, nothing live. So I don't see any, at least any more live uh questions. I see Nick said go to Cancun. There you go. You can join 7 figure flipping and uh and go to Cancun with us and really learn how to take off in your business. Or you can go to 7figureinvestor.com and join my program and uh I hope you get there. And then eventually I'll still tell you that you should be in the 7 figure flipping program at some point and then you can really rocket fuel, right? So it's all all good. Um awesome. I'm just looking Hey, Nick. Thanks, man. I'm glad you liked the advice. A little bit, little bit tough love, but you get it, man. You're tough. You can take it. All right. Got it. Kyle, you're going. Sounds good. Awesome. Go to uh, Cancun and celebrate. All right. We'll see you guys. I'm going to call it for tonight. Thank you for being here again. Uh, if you want to work with me directly and uh, you really want to get something done in your business like right now, go to Seven Figure Investor, the word seven, sevenfigureinvestor.com. I'm here for you. I'm going to help you. We're starting soon. We're going to blow it up. It's going to be awesome. Otherwise, come back here next Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, and I will answer all of your questions live. All right, guys, we will see you next time. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. Remember, I do these Q and A's live on Facebook on Wednesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. I hope you enjoyed this. Tune in next week for another installment of live Q and A's answering your questions. Okay. Until next time.